Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. How do you make a vacation last? How do you hold on to the joy, the clarity, the calm? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool, white, sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, what's going on? This is Jeff Hartman of the Steel Curtain Network, which is a part of Fans First Sports Network. We're going to be talking a lot more about that in the coming days and weeks, but we are back for another episode of the Steelers Preview. Joining me as always, Brian Davis and Dave Schofield. What's up, Brian? Hey, so glad to be here, Jeff. It's And check this out. Tomorrow is the last day of March, so April's upon us. The magic month in the NFL. Oh, full steam ahead, baby. That's right, Dave. What's up? Four weeks. I'm ready to go. Yeah. I, I just and not only that. T- today was a good day too. I love the excitement of having new members of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Whether yeah, it's I feel, free I feel agency like, or draft or whatever. Yeah, I mean today Thursday. Like I feel like today it was kind of crazy. You know, I, I wrote an article. I woke up this morning and I was just thinking to myself what the hell's going on with Bud Dupree? You know, it was reported that he was in for a visit and we didn't hear anything. So I'm assuming that he's, that he's not signed, but that's why I wrote the article. Where in the world is Bud Dupree? I kind of felt like where in the world is Carmen San Diego. And uh, lo and behold, he posts on his Instagram story about midday that he's in Pittsburgh and that the Jeremy Fowler of ESPN, who's normally very reliable, by the way, uh, his report was, it was false. And, he was visiting today. That's Bud Dupree. Now, we all expected, Dave wrote a pre-write for it, that they would they would be signing him. No contract was made. 
So, Brian, what are your thoughts on this? Is it no bueno for a return for old bud? There's got to be something holding it up because other guys left with deals today. Two guys left with deals, but no Bud Dupree. And this has been something that's been going on for a long time. Uh, unless they're uh, unless they just did the physical today and they're talking about it and they're talking about numbers and it just didn't get done with other people in the building. If you don't hear anything tomorrow, I'm saying dead in the water. Okay, Dave, what are your thoughts? Well, I did find it interesting that I, because I, I went back and looked at your article um, in order to add the update to it that, hey, he's in Pittsburgh. And to see the Fowler tweet from last week, Fowler's tweet did not say that he was visiting Pittsburgh right then. He just said that he was he was visiting Pittsburgh. So I, I don't know if it was wrong or if he just jumped the gun or know that knew that he was scheduling the visit, but didn't know when it was going to happen. So he just reported it that way. It's one of those things that you assumed that the way that he said it was one thing, but when you find out that it wasn't that way, you could go back and look at it and say, well, I guess you could have taken it that way too, but that's not how we took it. I thought Bud Dupree was in Pittsburgh last Friday and that wasn't the case. It was, it was today. And then the report was that there what was it? Was it Jerbear that said that uh, they, yeah. they weren't getting into the they weren't getting into contract negotiation at this time? Oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah, I, I think that here. I'll see if I can find it for you, and then I'll read it. So someone okay. else has to talk That's while I look for it. To me, <laughs> it to, well, go ahead, Ryan. What are you going to say? Yeah. I thought this was all done when you saw a picture of Bud Dupree at the airport oh, with, so with Hertz Boston in the background. <laughs> <laughs> and the, those, are, those are great. Um, no, the, I'm I, kidding because we've seen that with seven different guys. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have the, the tweet here from Jerry Dulac. This was at 5.30 today. He said Bud Dupree had physical and met with Steelers, but no contract details were discussed yet uh dupree would be a backup to 90 and 56 if a deal was reached that was okay. the exact tweet so to me there's three things that could keep this from from happening number one is health so mm-hmm. they take a look at his overall health i don't even know what injuries plagued him in tennessee we know that he tore his acl before leaving pittsburgh but the dude's been banged up since he went with the titans so number one is overall health Number two that could derail this deal is the financial aspect of things. He's expecting a certain amount of pay. The Steelers might not be able to or willing to give him that amount of money. And the third thing is the role. We all know Melvin Ingram, that disaster, and it wasn't as huge of a disaster as, say, a LeGarrette Blunt, but still, the dude wanted out. You know, volunteers, not hostages. That's when this all became a thing. And uh, he was he was expecting a bigger role. I think that this, if if they're not talking contract, I don't, other than the medicals, I don't even know what they're talking about other than maybe, Hey, like, here's what we had in mind. This is strange. Uh, Brian, now that you hear what Jerry Dulac said, what are your thoughts now? Like, what are you thinking about in terms of what in the heck could they be talking about? If they're not talking about financial contract stuff, it's then my mind goes right away to, they're feeling each other out in which you would have thought they would have felt each other out in the process leading up to this, you know, cause they had plenty of time to do so. You know, this goes to show you that uh, all those rumors saying that the Steelers are going to go ahead and sign him. If he's healthy, that, that doesn't mean anything until they sit down and talk to each other. The other thing, 
Bud can't be a beggar here. He can't be a beggar and a chooser. It, it just can't happen in this situation because there's not going to be people lining up at his door. And I think the Steelers might be probably willing to give him uh, a familiar you know, contract because he is familiar to them. And I don't think rules should be a problem. I, I know that was brought up and I, I respect that. But if he doesn't know what's going on in Pittsburgh with Highsmith and Watt, and he thinks he's going to get so much playing time and not be happy with, you know, that veteran minimum and getting digging his way back in, then really he's going to probably have to just go home permanently because it's, it's a new time for him. This guy was drafted in 2015. This is uh he's really going to take what he can get. Now he is begging. Dave, what do you think? Well, you mentioned the three things um, where it was health, money, and role. Yes. To me, those are, I don't know if you put them in any particular order, but to me, if you were to put them in order, I would go health, role, money, because you've got to understand that that first of all, he's healthy to come in. Then you have to say, this is what we're doing. This is... This is what we need. This is what we're looking for you. Now let's work. And if, if this is something we're both sounds good to both of us, now let's get working with the money, which is funny because you're, to me, it's the most important thing, but it's the last one to come because if you can't, if you don't have the other two, it's not going to go there. I don't think the Steelers are going to make a quote unquote mistake like Melvin Ingram. And I'm not saying Melvin Ingram was a mistake. I'm just saying, yeah. The, the, in other words, they learned from it, not necessarily that it was a mistake. They can learn from that situation to say, we want to make sure this is what we got. Now, with Melvin Ingram, that was, and what when Bud Dupree, it's a little bit different because Melvin Ingram, that was two years ago. And Alex Heisman is coming off 14 and a half sacks. So it's a little bit more proven now that, that you even know. Melvin Ingram, he didn't like it because he thought, oh, well, this guy, you know, he's not anything yet. I'm better than him. Alex, you know, and Alex Highsmith basically in the last two seasons have proved, has proved Melvin Ingram wrong that Mel, that Alex Highsmith was that player. He kind of proved it last year. So Bud Dupree knows what he's come into, but at the same time, it's not just you're purely the reserve. You're talking about, you know, being able to, to be a rotational piece and it allows the Steelers to then implement when a, if a certain package that they might want to use of three outside linebackers that we saw with Highsmith, um, Watt, and Ingram two years ago, that they could see if they could, they'd want that to work. So you got to be comfortable with all that stuff. And then you got to ultimately then see if, if the money's coming. And because there was a couple other signings, maybe the Steelers were kind of busy closing out those deals in order to then turn their attention to one, Alvin Bud Dupree. Yeah, I, th I think when you, you know, D Dave, you do a great job of always kind of thinking, like, here's what the Steelers might be thinking. The fans yeah. tend to do that. They, the fans will always seem to back the organization. I've always said it. I'm a Steeler fan. I'm not a fake. I'm a fan of the players that play for the organization. But if I'm Bud Dupree, you don't know how many, like, how many contracts does this dude have left? You know, he's been in the league a long time, he's been banged up. And he's probably looking for a place that's going to give him a legitimate chance to make an impact. He probably, I think if he's smart and he has a good agent, he knows that he's probably looking at a one-year deal no matter where he goes. 
but he wants to be in a position where if he's in a one-year deal, that he can turn that one-year deal into one, maybe maybe one final, yeah. <clears throat> excuse me, multi-year deal. So may, maybe they did just talk about overall structure. Hey, here's what we're thinking in terms of your role, your health. We looked at, you know, he's it, obviously the doctors are checking him out, make sure they think he's healthy. It's going to be interesting how this plays out. Brian, what were you going to say? I want to get back to the Melvin Ingram thing. Melvin Ingram lied to this team. You ever go to a job interview or back in the day you're uh, you're meeting with a uh, a special someone and you're you're showing off a little bit and saying that you're all this and oh I'll do that I'll I'll do whatever you know and you do whatever you do to get any kind of job or get any kind of relationship or whatever you do sometimes you say some stuff that you can't back up so. He said whatever he could right before the start of training camp to get a job. And then he went completely against it because I guarantee you that they went to him and they told him, hey, look, we've got two guys here. You're going to be the third guy in. If somebody gets hurt, you're in. But that's what position we have for you. They did not forget that. So, uh, Dave, I'm not saying that when you said mistake and you you kind of went back on it and said, oh, it's not a mistake. I don't mean mistake. But they, they're not going to make – if they have to learn from this, mm-hmm. it's hard to learn from it when the other person is lying to get what they want. I'm I'm not I'm not sure about that. I'm really oh, not. I, I no, guarantee you. No, because what are Jeff Jeff said it perfectly. We're Pittsburgh Steelers fans. We backed the organization. This could have been a, a misunderstanding because there's two people on that first date that you're kind of living it up. You know, they're trying to get Melvin Ingram to come here too. Maybe the way they were presenting stuff to Ingram and the way he was saying what he would be okay with. Maybe they were both sugarcoating it a little bit to where then it compounded more. That 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 says, and and I mean, trust me, to me as a Steelers fan, it's just easy to blame Melvin Ingram and be on with, be gone with it. But what I'm saying is, usually there's there's two sides to every story. The truth lies somewhere in the middle. That very well could be the case here. I'm not saying it is, but it could have been the way the Steelers presented or the way Mike Tomlin presented to get them to come, and the way he what he said he was willing to do ended up not being really what he was willing to do. Maybe it didn't all jive exactly correctly. Maybe maybe they kind of gave, hinted at he would be able to earn more playing time based on his play, and he felt he was the better player because that's ultimately what it came down to is he just felt he was a better player than Alex Highsmith. And that's that's just – you don't exactly know. So my thing is, is I'm like, I'm not saying that the Steelers were perfect in this situation. They could have been, but I definitely wouldn't say the Steelers were all at fault and not Melvin Ingram and that they lied to him. I wouldn't believe that for a second, but it could be somewhere in the middle. Yeah, no, that's fair. And I didn't want to get into the Melvin Ingram debacle again, but it does kind of <laughs> spin that web from Bud Dupree. We'll, we'll keep you up to date with what happens with Bud Dupree, but you know, that wasn't, that wasn't it. I mean, the Steelers did make two signings. Like their, their free agency is something that this is Mike Tomlin. Mike Tomlin said this at the owner's meetings. He said, look, we're not done with free agency. You know, maybe we've made some moves already, but we're not done. They lose Terrell Edmonds and they sign Keanu Neal. Uh, pretty interesting stuff. You know, I want to I want to bring this up. Uh, one of our uh, loyal followers here, and he's a fan of, of our the Steelers preview show. And he's also a Ride or Die crew member. Um, he's given us money, uh, Philip. He's a, a great guy. He has my cell phone number. Okay, and that's neither here nor there. 
He sent me this stuff, okay, these stats, comparing 2022 Edmonds and Neal, all right, Keanu Neal, just to compare. Last season, Neal was 27, Edmonds was 26 years old. They Neal played in 17 games, Edmonds played in 15. Total tackles, uh, Neal had 63, Edmonds 70. They both had 41 solo tackles. Uh, Edmonds had 29 assisted to 22 for Neal. Edmonds had two sacks, Neal had a half. No one had a forced fumble, a fumble recovery, obviously no yardage from that. Neil had one interception to Edmonds at zero. So Edmonds played in two less games, but those are pretty identical numbers in terms of the players, in terms of the the way that they are going to be utilized when you think about Edmonds. To me, this this was a pretty much a, yeah, Terrell Edmonds might be a little bit more athletic. I think this fills their need, though, for that in-the-box safety. Uh, You agree, Brian? All I'm going to say is he fits the scheme, and that works. So are you happy with it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm happy okay. with it because they needed a guy to fill that position, and with the guys that they have around him, especially with Minka in there, with KZ, you know, they have quality in that backfield. The The, the big thing with him is if, uh, if health doesn't uh, – I mean, I think health at the beginning of his career kind of knocked him back a little bit, but – he is uh he's pretty much the same type of signing that DeMonte KZ was last year. So you don't know exactly what you're gonna get. You're not overwhelmed with it. You you think you like it, and you're like, yeah. So I think it works for what they need. They're doing a lot of getting getting guys for what they need. One last thing, Jeff. I gotta tell everybody. I still don't have your phone number. Every time I dial up your number, it goes to a dry cleaner. So what am I going to wow. get your cell phone? Number? Yeah, I've, I've got it's a, that's my burner phone. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben's burner. All right. I'm up on burners, yo. Sorry, that was Barney Stinson. <laughs> All right, Dave, uh, what are your thoughts on the Keanu Neal signing? He's very interesting because if you look at it, um, you know, his second season in the NFL in 2017, he made the Pro Bowl, started all 16 games. The very next season, one game. The next season after that, three games. So it's one Achilles. of those things. I think he popped his Achilles or something like that in one of those years, if I yeah. remember correctly. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, but so it goes to show that, hey, he was on a great track until some things fell apart. And then, therefore, he—I mean—he did play a fifth year Atlanta. The one thing I didn't look up is if they is if they exercised the fifth year option or if he just signed on for another year after those two years. I'm I'm not sure. Um, I didn't look at his contract with with Atlanta. And then, ever since then, ever since he left Atlanta with with Dallas, he's just a guy, is what he was. And what's interesting if you, if you look at Pro Football Reference that. They have him listed as a middle linebacker for when he played with Dallas. So I found that kind of interesting. So um, if if you if you look at him, if you I'm trying to bring up uh, you know his his snaps by position, um, like like last year, he was kind of a little bit all over the place when he was in when he was in Dallas in in 2021. If I can bring this up and see it. Is that yeah? They had him, you know, all all over. You know, he was in the box um, more more than anything. 
is, is, I mean, 478 of his 690 snaps, that's including special team snaps where there was like a hundred of them. Um, you know, and then he was slot corner for 74. He was, I mean, that that's just where his snaps came. He, he lined up as free safety for four snaps, you know, so that's the kind of player he is. He is more of that guy. To me, if you follow Vince Williams on social media, he was kind of advocating for Terrell Edmonds to be the dime linebacker. When I see this signing and I see the stuff dealing with Neil, to me, it, it screams dime linebacker, which is basically a souped-up safety. Souped-up strong safety is probably the best way to say it. And something the Steelers need, too. Yeah, and so it, yeah, it does. I think it fits and it's neat. and when they say, "Oh, he's not coming in to start," all that tells me is that they have a specific role for him, and it doesn't mean that he'll be on the field for the first snap. It's not like he's going to be a safety that they expect to play a hundred percent of the snaps, like you got from Mika Fitzpatrick and Trail Edmonds. A couple things that were noteworthy for me: uh, first, he and KZ played. Is it KZ or Kazi? No, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> don't start don't start jeffrey jeffrey benedict always mispronouncing the name uh it's a, it, it uh keanu neal and Devonte casey played together in atlanta so uh they do have a rapport and what else was interesting is that this is from his agent by the way the steelers have not made this official it's a two-year deal this isn't a a think about Devonte casey's deal last year one-year deal see what happens. Now they signed him a two-year deal. I think that's pretty interesting. Brian, anything to add before we go to the next player? No, I re- I'm just wondering how high-profile an agent for uh, KZ, and excuse me, not KZ, for Keanu Neal and uh, the other guy is <laughs> would be, I mean, is he driving a Honda Civic? I, I don't know. I think it's probably at least a Volvo. Okay. Oh, <laughs> Maybe, Volvo. yeah, I mean, yeah, lower-end Mercedes, I don't know. Uh, let's talk about the, the other guy who was signed. Uh, this is a defensive lineman. I'm bringing up Dave's article now. His name is da, 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 hello, Brandon Braden Braden Fihoko. I think is how you pronounce that. And he played a lot with the L.A. Chargers. Not a ton. 19 career games, three seasons, four starts. Came out of LSU in 2020. Uh, only 36 tackles, one being for a loss. He had three tackles in the playoff game for the Chargers last season. Uh, 6'2", 295 pounds. A lot of people, uh, when I was reading on social media that that knew anything about this guy, said he's he's a hard-nosed player. Like he's he's not a finesse guy. He's a put him in the middle of the of the def, of the defense and and let him go and be physical. Maybe that's what they need as a complimentary piece to Montrevious Adams. I don't know. But Brian, what did you like about this Fihoko? Uh, Fihoko, not sure if I'm saying that correctly, um, about this signing. It adds depth right now, not for the, uh, I mean, this is a guy that might not even make this roster, but it pushes Isaiah Loudermilk. It pushes some other guys. It makes you know that they are not stopping, that they are going to continue to, uh, they're, they're not going to win bare. They're not going to go with like seven guys for six positions on that defensive line. And you've seen close to that uh, in recent years. I mean, not completely. I might be exaggerating a little bit, but it's just showing that they're giving everybody a chance to come in here. And if you're a guy like Isaiah Loudermilk and this is year three, then you need to start looking around, looking uh, behind your shoulder. Dave, did you like the signing? 
Yeah, I mean, the, the Steelers have a lot of players on the defensive line, but the thing is, if you can, even if it's a you know, low-profile signing, and you can come in and create competition, I'm, I'm not going to balk at that. It really sounds like a Montrevis Adams. It really does. He this um, he played three years for the Chargers as an undrafted free agent, but I think Adams might have even been drafted. But he spent more time on the practice squad than he did on the fifty-three man roster. Used his elevations, you know, moved up at the end of the year last year. Things of that nature. It's not like this is a a, a huge signing to me. This is another one of those deals that might you know is going to be on the verge of of moving into the. Uh, top 51 for the salary cap, much like, um, um, uh, what's his name? Nevermore Clark. Is that what it is? Is, is that what, is that, is that what Wexel called him? You know, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that it, it's more of that level. But hey, if he can come in and do a nice job, that's great. But there's really no guarantee to even make the roster. Yeah, and this was, you know, we at least had, I think it was Jerry Dulac, our buddy Jerry Bear, who said, you know, Keanu Neal, Steelers are closing in on a deal. So we had that article out on the website. Uh, and then all of a sudden, boom, the agent says, well, no, there's another one. And so yeah. uh, two signings. So uh, they're adding to the depth on the defense. This is something that on my Let's Ride podcast last week, I was really kind of concerned about. Um, it, it's just competition, like Dave said. What were we going to say, Dave? Anything? Um, I'm about ready to lose the super chat. Can we get to it? It was, it was I, yeah, I got like it. 20 minutes ago. I got you it right got, here. Okay. Yeah, no, I think I got it was it. a good time to do it. Yeah, that's what I was I'm <laughs> saving it. Saving it. Yeah. Our, uh, our good buddy, Steelers Nation Australia, Marky D, gives us five dingo dollars. Thank you, Mark. Say good day, gents. Long time listener, long time commenter. Mm -hmm. Um, are the Steelers free agent champs? Insert the Denny Green rant. You want to crown them and crown their ass. They are who they thought they were. That's exactly it. Rest in peace, Denny Green. Um, are the Steelers free agent champs? I hope not. That's always the Browns. Uh, Brian, what do you think after free agency wave one? Not even close. No, they aren't. Other teams have done some other things, but they've done the right things to uh, not have that distinction. And it doesn't matter because like you said, we don't care how many times are the Arizona Cardinals and the Cleveland Browns and the Detroit lions preseason or draft champs. You know, they, they, they do so well with that. And that never gets them anywhere. Combined Super Bowl appearances between those three teams, one, and it's the Arizona Cardinals. So, you know what? There's no Super Bowl wins there. There's nothing. They, you know what? I don't care about. I don't care about who is your preseason champ, your offseason champ. They they don't want to get crowned with that. Just like they don't want to. They didn't want to be America's team back in 1976. They turn it down. They're Pittsburgh's team. They don't care about that. They're just going to go about their business. And when it comes to October, you're like, hey, I think they won the pre the preseason then. Dave, are the Steelers free agent champs? That just sounds funny. Um, I will tell you, they've signed more free agents than anyone else in the AFC North. Um, Baltimore hasn't signed. They, they've signed, signed one. They finally signed one. one. They signed Nelson Aguilar. <laughs> um, yeah, because they're really, to me, the reason that they have been doing much that has to be being held hostage by the quarterback situation. But that's just absolutely. They I mean, salary base there in case he yeah. signs his tender and he reports. No, I mean they they offered him. I mean, once they offer. The free agent, the or, or the the franchise tag, don't they have to account for that? 
even if he hasn't signed it yet? I, I don't know. That, I'm not sure. Yeah, that's a good question. I, I, I might be Le'Veon getting confused. Bell days. <laughs> yeah, no, that. because yeah, the Le'Veon Bell was counting against the Steelers' cap, and when he wasn't showing up every week, they were getting credited back that amount of that that amount of yeah. money. So I'm pretty sure he's got a count on them right now. But um, let's just say this: for a team that's not used to being the one that makes a ton of free agent splash, this is. Even if some of these guys are just players that are the that are just, you know, maybe they'll make the roster. Hopefully they'll make the roster. Um, but yeah, it's not that big of a deal. Th- this is more than they're used to getting. And, and like I said with my article that I did this past weekend about Tay Crowder at inside linebacker, the Steelers signed him off of a practice squad with two weeks left to go on the season last year. If they're signing Tay Crowder to the same kind of deal that they're that they're signing to uh, um I wrote the article and I still can't remember. I can't get his, can't, can't say his name right. Uh, the defensive tackle just now that fan, we'd be talking about him in that way. Um, they're, they're, they are bringing some of those players in that are kind of that level, but it, it's really nice to see the Steelers filling out their roster. Cause Hey, what do you know? They're trying to get stuff filled in before the NFL draft. So they're not forced to have to do any one specific thing early. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. hundred percent. So I'll tell you what, we're going to take a quick break Uh, in the audio side. You're going to hear a couple words from our sponsors. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the times that are changing, not just on the Steelers roster, but also these NFL rule changes. Be right. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. It's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, Steeler fans, welcome back. Times, they are a-changing, just like old Bobby Dillon said back in the day. Uh, the Steelers, yeah, their roster's changing, ever-changing, will continue to change leading up to the NFL draft. The NFL owners' meetings, though, also means it's when the competition committee, Mike Tomlin is a part of that. They always, you get those people, teams, organizations that say, we want roughing the passer to be challengeable. And so they're like, okay, we'll talk about it. And it doesn't happen. 
But some things did change. Dave wrote the article for the website behind the steel curtain.com, which still exists. Uh, Dave, what did, what, what are fans, what should they know about the rule changes in 2023? All right. Well, the biggest one that probably people made a big deal over that I don't see as a big deal at all um, is that players can wear the number zero. How yeah. exciting is that? Um, it's dumb. But they can't wear they can't wear double zero, but they can wear zero. Um, as I say, if they're going to keep re- retiring numbers and everything, I'd love to see you know some negative numbers, some 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 radicals. You know, that's your you know throw some square roots in there, imaginary numbers, um, or, or even or even universal constants, man. You know, all right, nerd. How great let's would it be? The, how great would it be rules. to see Chris Boswell go out there and kicking kicking the football with a pie on his on his jersey? Um, but shoot, shoot yeah. me now is what that would be. Well, like. did he, yeah, they changed the kickers too, didn't they? Yeah, the, the kickers can now have they have they're more expanded in what numbers they can have. I think they can go up to 49, and I think they can be in the 90s. They can go in the 80s and 90s too. Is it 80s and 90s? I couldn't remember exactly. Hey, real quick, but real quick about jerseys if a player changes his jersey number, like T Higgins did, I believe, for the Bengals, I think I saw that on Twitter, don't they have to actually? They they owe some financial compensation for those jerseys that have not been sold yet, don't they? They have to buy out the stock. They, oh, that's wow. that, that's what I un, that's what I've yes. been through. Let's see. That's one of those things that I've heard but never actually confirmed. That uh, you, you sometimes are, are worried that it's something that gets passed around that isn't really true, but everyone everyone knows that one of those things. I've heard that as well. So I've never I'm. I don't know that's that I've crazy. ever hit concrete evidence, but I, that's the way I understand it as well. That's well, crazy. when Mike Hilton changed his number, it didn't matter. Nobody had his jersey. Yeah. So it probably wasn't in stock. And I'm not be. I'm not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're that. right. I mean, but. And that's so why Aiden, they don't want yeah. first round draft picks change their jerseys. Uh, you know, but other ones they can. That's my understanding with that is that, you know, l- last year they wanted everyone to be able to buy a Kenny Pickett jersey. So they come out, Kenny Pickett, first round draft pick. Here's his number. Yeah. Any, any other rookie that if, if, if someone didn't make the team that had the number they really wanted, they could have switched it for week one, but not the first round draft pick because of, okay. because of selling the jerseys. That's okay. crazy. Go ahead. Continue on with the rule changes. Oh yeah, that's right. Rule changes. Uh, they didn't. They they tabled the whole fourth and twenty alternative to an onside kick. Um, so, which means they could discuss it more. They didn't vote it down. What they did vote down was reviewing rough, roughing the passer. Some people don't like that. I do like that because all you're doing is making a different judgment call on a judgment call. And I'm still bitter about 2019 when they called that pass interference on Terrell Edmonds in the Seattle Seahawks game, which basically cost the Steelers the game, and it wasn't pass interference to begin with. You know, don't well, well, yeah, yeah. So I want to get this up <laughs> here. Real quick. Got that ball. So, yeah. so Steelers Nation Australia. Marky D gives us another five dingo dollars. Has the Bungles nominated their Super Bowl jersey for the number zero jersey? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Very well played. There you go. Yeah. Very well. Axes and Marky D hating the Bengals. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but uh, here's one that I find very interesting. One cut down day. That in the was interesting. I did see that. They did that. 
they did that before, and they went. A, then they went back. A, a, was that in 2020 when there was no was games? Thing, yeah, yeah, they did that, and they, then they, they went eliminated back to the one of the cutdowns because they used to do yeah. the 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 phased, you know, from mm-hmm. 90 to let's say 80, and then 80 to 75, and then down to 53. Yeah. So they're only doing one swift. Yeah. Cut down after the third preseason game. Yeah, last year it was five after the first preseason game, five more after the second preseason game, and then down to the fifty-three. So you are talking about if everyone, if every NFL team has a full ninety-man roster, and they're cutting them all down on the 29th of August this year, you are talking about one thousand one hundred eighty-four players that will all hit free agency at the same time. But they'll have an extra week though to find yeah, a home. That's what's cool. Is is, yeah. is, is is that's pretty neat. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, um, they table. I, like, the, I actually yeah. like that. I actually like that rule. Yeah. I mean, there's pros and cons to it. You know, yeah. I, why not? The, the pro is why not let these play? Why not have enough players that in your final preseason game, if you're not wanting to play a lot of your starters, you have plenty of other people to showcase what they can do, whether yeah. for the team they're on or another team on the other, on the flip side of it, if it's someone, you know, you're not going to keep, why not give them an opportunity and, and you know you're going to cut them right away? Why not give them an opportunity to, to catch on to someone else's team where they would still have a chance to play in a preseason game later? I think the with although that's a good point, the second one, I think the first one's a better point. And yeah. what you're forgetting though is with the fact that there's only three preseason games, they they need that they need more time. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Next rule. Um the third quarterback rule was tabled. Personally, I think they're going to bring it back after the NFC Championship game last year. They probably won't need it for 20 years and then maybe take it away again. Um, but just, you know, to kind of have it. But my understanding is the reason that it was tabled was they weren't exactly sure how to implement it. Does the third quarterback have to be on the 53? Can it be from the practice squad? Does it count as an elevation? A lot of different things like that that they're going to have to iron out. Yeah. And I, okay, go ahead. No, for me, the the I, I understand the rule. Like you said, even if it isn't used in 20 years, what's the hurt of having it in place? Yeah. That's what I don't get. Like, I, why would they take it away in the first place? Well, what, what benefit? If it's there, it's there for a reason. It's like an insurance policy. I that know. that ahead, ruined bro. what could have been a great NFC championship game. And then when you see Kenny Pickett go down, and then who comes back in? Uh, Trubisky comes in. Trubisky gets hurt. You've got nobody else. And Zach Gentry. <laughs> yeah. And and then you've got, you really don't have any chance. Yeah. You, you don't. Yeah. They when I remember when they did it, it was an emergency quarterback. If that quarterback came in, then they're like, nobody else can come in. That means yeah. that you went to the third guy. And once that guy comes in, that's fine. And I'm willing to give that up to have that extra guy that's actually a real quarterback because that's like having Jose Canseco back in the early nineties pitching and uh, spending the rest of the year um, injured because he, uh, he hurt his arm pitching in that game. It was, it was a blowout game. I think it was for the Red Sox. He came in the eighth or ninth and uh, that was just a joke having a position pitcher uh, position player pitch, just like it is having, we don't want to see Zach Gentry in there. Yeah, well, remember, because I know there's some comments coming in in the live chat. 
if that, that quarterback can't come into the game before the fourth quarter and another quarterback still be able to play. So I know, I know something like, Oh, well you could, you could take that third quarterback and have it. You could really use it as someone who's a wide receiver that could play quarterback. You know, you could have a Cordell Stewart slash type. No, no, you can't because they can't step on the field. If they step on the field, the other two quarterbacks can't play. Now you're like, well, how did they do that with slash back then? I'm like, well, either one, he was, the second quarterback or two, he was active on game day. Cause that was a separate designation for that third quarterback. And it would still be this. And I assume it would be the same thing, but to Jeff, to answer your question, why did they take it away? Because the coaches never used that guy and they fought hard enough to say, we want one more player that doesn't have to be that quarterback. They didn't take that player away and not give him something else. They got it was only, it was forty five active and the third quarterback. And instead, it, at the time, it changed to be forty six active. Didn't have to be the quarterback. It's um, me, yeah, yeah. To me, it's like the emergency goalie in the NHL. If you yeah. lose both goalies, there's always a, a reserve goalie on call. And it was the most famous was, I forget which team it was needed it. And this guy was like a Zamboni driver and he comes in, he actually beat the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know his name, but that was awesome. <laughs> so it's kind of, it's always in place for either team. It's there. Now I'm not suggesting that you have just one random schmuck like Matt Flynn that stands in between the two benches and he gets called into action or anything like that. Like, I'm not saying that. But uh, I don't Stands know. between I, the two, t- like an all-time quarterback. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm all-time QB, guys. That's a, <laughs> who's that guy over there uh, behind the goalpost? That's the emergency quarterback. He's all-time QB. He's in. If, if we need him, we use him. He has half the jersey, <laughs> like Kelsey's mom. <laughs> <laughs> that it could be for either one. That's funny. Yeah. All right, um, man. go ahead. Yeah, so, so I, 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 I thought that was to me. I think it's coming back. Um, and it'll be added on to the 48 that you, that they already have. And you're like, oh, well, can they designate the position? That the, the way the rule is now that your 40, your 48th player has to be an eighth offensive lineman or you're not allowed to have it. So that's, you know, they, they already do something like that. And then here's the other interesting one. Thursday night football. Yeah. That the flex scheduling that was tabled. There's plenty of talk about how some of the owners don't like it. And I agree with them because those owners are thinking about the fans that are coming and, and buying the tickets and sitting in the stadium where the commissioner is only thinking about the people that are tuning in on, on, on um, Amazon. You know, that's the difference between your fans in the stadium versus your fans on TV. And I don't know about you all, but Roger Goodell has constantly seemed like he doesn't care one bit about the fans in the stadium. He only cares about the millions and millions watching at home. You know, sorry, that was a, a rock reference in case you didn't, didn't, didn't get that. Um, Triple H. Huh? In Triple front H. of the millions and millions. Come on. That's, that's what he did. Come on. No, no. It was Triple no. H millions wa- watching at home. No. But, but Dave's line was the rock though. Yeah. But he's watching at home. This is I'm, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I'll prove this later off air. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't care that much. Maybe. No, yeah. no, not to you. But to <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and, and yeah. So what was I talking about? Oh, <laughs> so that they did approve is, is this, it's all about wanting to get better quality TV. I'm sorry. You can still have really good 
matchups on Thursday night, and the teams could just suck it up because the players aren't ready to play from one Sunday to Thursday. You still might get some crappy football. So what they've done to try to give better matchups is say a team can play two games on Thursdays throughout the season rather than one. And when they talk about that one game, that's always a team that was that, that played one game after they just played on Sunday. So if teams that play on Thanksgiving, they generally pair up two of them the next week, so they play back-to-back Thursdays. That's not counted as a Thursday game because you had the full week. The first, the, the one that starts the season, the kickoff game, they don't count to that one because you're not playing on a short week. But to me, once again, some of these other teams that just are hanging around the bottom, they're not going to be inconvenienced by Thursday night football because high market teams like the Steelers and the Cowboys and the Packers and, and the Chiefs, you know they're going to get two Thursday night games. So as a Steelers fan, I don't like that. But they're, to me, it sounds like they compromised a, a terrible situation to make it be a bad situation. Brand would over. you would you care if they did the flex the 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 two Thursday night games if they also had it followed with like a bye week if they scheduled it a certain way where that's an option in terms of more rest. Think about what they typically yeah. do with Thanksgiving Day teams. They normally have extended breaks or mm-hmm. you know something like that. I don't know, Brian. What are your thoughts on Thursday night football? I hate Thursday night football. Everyone hates Thursday. I mean, football. it it is uh, it's actually it's a throwaway game, and the team that wins is sometimes um, you know, gets hurt even more because of that win. Uh, my. Thursday night football killed the Dolphins last year with that whole Tua thing coming right. But the Dolphins also killed the Dolphins because of that whole situation, the the way it was handled. But I, when the Steelers are on Thursday night football, I'm like, man, I, let's just get it over with. I loved it being in week three last year. So get it over with. Now, if it's Thanksgiving, that's a different situation because you're off. But I know we don't, the three of us don't love these holiday games. But that's that's a different situation. But when it comes down to it, I, I absolutely hate it. I'd rather them do do Friday night games if they're going to do a game. I'd, that Thursday is way too early. It's uh, it, late in the year. It's actually an advantage for uh, for the better team. And I, but I think having two games, man, that's a punishment for being good. Well, yeah. The NFL is just going to take over everything. They're taking over Black Friday this year, the Black oh, Friday right. game for the first yeah. time. Uh, they, they're, well, they're, they're, they're leaving no stone unturned. Go ahead, Dave. I actually like Thursday night football, unless the Steelers are playing. I don't want my team playing Thursday night football. To me, the reason I like the notion of Thursday night football is, my goodness, you get Monday night football, you only have two days, and then you get to start the next week of the season. And then you have two days after that, and then you're right back into the into the thick of it with Sunday and then Monday. It, it's an to me, it's a nice break to help get you through from one foot football week to the next. But I a hundred percent agree with Brian that I hate it for the Steelers. It is not what you want for your team, and to me, a Thursday night football game, and I've been saying it for years, is magnified the home field advantage. The team that has to travel for Thursday night football is put at so much more at a disadvantage because of 
of, of, of having to make the trip. So you already have the home team with a, with a bigger advantage than they normally would have. Um, so if the Steelers are that home team, I love it because I'd like, I don't mind the advantage, but as a season ticket holder, I'm not going to a Thursday night football game. I have in the past because no one could, would buy the tickets. But uh, so, yes, I was there to see um, the, the, the Titans. Um, I, I, I was there for, for that one when they played them on Thursday night football. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. I, we, Rich and I were there in, in my seats for the dilly dilly game. And uh, that was, trying to think that might've been like the first game we went to together. Um, Cause it was, so that was before he had tickets, but so I like the notion of NFL football on Thursday, but not for my team. And I, I kind of mixed it, missed it when I was saying the whole thing, the flexing. That's why I said, Roger Goodell doesn't care about the fans in stadium. Cause that's what they, they tabled. Um, I didn't do a good job of explaining that was, I mean, imagine having a game scheduled for, for Sunday and two weeks ahead of it, they're flexing you up to Thursday. Yeah, that would suck for the team. But people people are basically sometimes doing once-in-a-lifetime trips to go see their teams play, particularly those that are going to the friendly confines of Acrisure Stadium um, on, on, on the North Shore in Pittsburgh. Imagine making all those arrangements for your one time. Mark, think if it's Marky e. D coming yeah. from Australia. And next thing you know, 15 days ahead of time, you find out that the game is is days away. It's not even like you could adjust things one night. You're talking two to you know, three days sooner. It, you just can't do that. I don't like the Monday night flexing either. And I'll yeah. tell you why, because you know, you make a plan for Sunday. Next thing you know, you're Monday, but you have a work meeting or you have something scheduled. You can't, I mean, you're wasting the, those tickets might be wasted. You have yeah. to change your plans. Everybody has flights in advance. If they're coming in, everybody yeah. has something to do the next day after their long week, their long weekend, which just goes to show they don't care about the people that are attending games. They think though people, someone else will fill that seat or whatever, it is really all about just what's better for their ratings on TV. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> NFL rule changes. There you go, folks. Get yourselves ready for 2023. Brian, do you have trivia tonight? Yes, I do. It's a quick and easy one. The uh, We had the announcement earlier in the rule changes that players could wear zero or double zero. Only one Pittsburgh – well, they cannot wear double zero, but only one Pittsburgh Steeler player in history – Wore both zero and double zero, and the only person to ever don that number. But he just did happen to use, have both. This was from 1946 to 1948. Who was that player? Yeah, right. No <laughs> flipping clue. Then you have not paid attention to the Digit Dynasty every single year since 2015, Jeff. I remember that you said it, but there's no way I'm going to remember the name. No. Have respect when you say the name Johnny Clement. I was going to say Buzz Nutter. Ooh, well, that would have been good. Now, he's like 56, I think. Okay. Dick Shiner? Dick <laughs> Shiner was 17. <laughs> That's so All funny. right. <laughs> All right, Dave. I know you have trivia. Go for it. I do, and I don't know if you guys realize in the middle of me talking uh, during the show, my, my daughter had to come hand me my notebook because I left it upstairs um, or else I wouldn't have had trivia. Um, what's interesting is the Steelers, um, with this recent signing, they had another former first round draft pick to their roster. 
they lost two former first round draft picks so far this season in Devin Bush and Terrell Edmonds, but they've also gained two in Patrick Peterson and um, Neil. I'm going to mess up his first name. Keanu. Keanu. Thank you. Like Reeves, but Neil. Yep. That got me thinking about former first round players in the NFL. Do you have any just we're we're going price is right. Closest one gets it. How many players played a game in the NFL this past season that was selected in the first round of the NFL draft? Oh my god. There's no way you're going to get it right. I just want to see these get closest. Say that say that again. How many players played at least one game in the NFL this past season that were first round draft picks at one point? All right, I'm going to do some math in my head. <laughs> so, I'm thinking of it this way. One dollar. <laughs> no, you got to wait for him to guess first. Doesn't matter. I'm going with say two. He's doing mental math. One. I'm going to say. I'm going to say 160. And Jeff, you're going to say one dollar. You should have gone 161, um, <laughs> because the answer was 283. Whoa. Oh. 283. That averages to about 8.8 per team. Any idea how many the Steelers had last year? And could you name them? First round picks last year that are oh, wait, I had it up, year. and now I can't now now it's gone. So oh, now I have to remember them too. That should be pretty <laughs> that should be pretty easy. Go ahead. Yeah. It's Kenneth Shane Pickett. Kenny Pickett. Could you count Bush. Carl Joseph in that? No, he um he didn't this is he didn't play in a game didn't last year. Okay. He did got to appear at least one game. Trent Jordan Watt. TJ Watt. We don't know Cam Hayward's middle name. We should. Cam, Cam, Cam uh, Philip Hayward? Cameron Philip Hayward? Is it yeah. Cameron Philip? Yep. Minka. I don't know how to say his middle name. I saw that on your Brian's article the other day. Yeah. I don't either. I think it's a name or a nane. So, yeah, nane might be. A nane. A nane. <laughs> of course, um, Najee. 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 Jerome. Uh, Jerome Harris. Yeah. Remember, this was last season. So I've already named two of them for so, you. Edmonds. 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 There. Bush. Bush. Not, 16 was gone. 15 was gone. Unless uh, they came from another team. Mm-hmm. Well, no, Miles Jack was a second round pick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jack was a second rounder. You've um, got two left. I'm missing two? Yeah, you're seven. First Chase round was a second round pick. Um, Mitch Trubisky. Mitch Trubisky uh. and Mitch Trubisky was the highest drafted of all those players. And the other one you're missing is the second highest drafted out of all those. Players. Oh, yeah. And I know who that is. He was a uh, Tyson. Tyson Alualu. Tyson Alualu. There you yeah. go. All right, because now I, I had another follow-up question, but that was too much fun of an activity, so we're going to stop there. Okay, good stuff. All right, let's do some final thoughts. Brian, go for it. My final thoughts is it's only just begun. It is April coming up on Saturday. Still Curtain Network, everything you need. We uh, talked about the uh, schedule among us yesterday of the three of us. Uh, man, we are pumped. We are going to have a great time with it, but you have no other place that you need to be 
than Steel Curtain Network for all of your draft needs. And we're hitting it from all different angles. So it's not the same old stuff. It is going to be a whole lot of fun. And these guys don't know it, but I'm going to make them do the mock draft again this year. <laughs> Give me the Ravens again. Yes. Give me the first pick again. I'll make it easy. <laughs> but uh, no, that won't be easy this year. You'd have to pick from the quarterbacks. No, I, well, let's and whoever I take, someone uh, the other picks that are supposed to be a quarterback will just take the other ones. You're gonna make so, Andrew Wilbar cry, and that's not no. Nice. But at the same time, I know it's a quarterback, so all I have to do is pick one of the four, and it's not going to be crazy. We should do over under on Andrew on draft night. <laughs> Now, I don't know what was worse, his reaction to Malik Willis or his, or his reaction to Zach Gentry being signed again. I did hear on the Scobro, you guys yeah. say your brother quoted me from Slack. Yes, he did. <laughs> Every day I wake up, I thank God that you're not the GM of the Steelers. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to use that a lot, though, too. I know he is. I'm glad. I, I, I feel that way a lot of times on social media or even in the comment section at BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. That website still exists. Yeah. So, All right, Dave, your final thoughts? I do have some final thoughts. All right, we've been three pretty busy guys because not only are we here trying to do everything that we can to make the Steel Curtain Network the best that it can be, we're also the, the driving force behind Fans First Sports Network. And you know what? The Pittsburgh Pirates, mm -hmm. they are undefeated. Well, yeah. it's opening day. 162 so, and 0, baby. There you go. So the Pittsburgh Pirates win their first game. If you... Or a Pirates fan out there listening to this, guess what? Go to Fans for Sports Network. We have a Pirates podcast. But we got more good news for the for, for the city of Pittsburgh. The Pittsburgh Penguins picked up two key points tonight by defeating the Nashville Predators two to nothing. So that's getting ready to get right up to, you know, they're right on the verge of the playoffs for the NHL. Guess what? Fans for Sports Network, we've got the Pittsburgh Penguins covered as well. So, hey, if if you're fans of other sports, I mean, come on, you don't want us another. I was going to say, we're eventually going to have an NFL national feed, which will have some really great stuff. You know, you don't want to go listen to the Bengals podcast because it's the Bengals. Marky D might go in there just to try to try try, try to know his enemy even more. But uh, no, we're we're filling up the network. It's lots of fun. There's lots of stuff out there. So if you're if you're still looking for stuff, hey. First and foremost, we just love our fans that are here taking as much Steelers content as you can. But you know what? If you're if you're a fan of more sports, go check it out. We've got a lot of stuff. So that is uh, Talk the Plank is the Pirates yes. podcast. So go to Apple Podcasts. You can type in Talk the Plank. You'll see their podcast. Great logo. And then the Skating Penguins podcast, which is the Pittsburgh Penguins podcast. Both of those are a part of the Fans for Sports Network. Go check them out. You won't regret it. And no, there's no Mahler's podcast. Thank you for asking, Mark. Okay. Oh, there will be. No, there won't. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone. Uh, thanks for listening. And Dave, why don't you send us out? Yeah, first, got to give my shout out to Jerome Wright. Told you I'd do it again. Hey. All right. We'll see you next week. Another Steelers preview. Everybody else gets a little tight.